Always great to have him in his usual spot. His name is Rich Human, and he runs the show as far as H2M Architects and Engineers, one of the leading firm of its kind. As uh, far as Long Island is concerned, about to embark on year number 89. It is hard to believe. 89 years. The fine, fine president and uh, CEO. His name is Richard Human, and nice enough to give us here a couple of minutes. Uh, it is always good to have you, sir. How are you? How you been? Jay, doing, doing great. Happy Halloween to you. Glad it's nice. Um, hope some kids come and get some candy from my house tonight. Otherwise, I'm going to have a month of uh, eating Snickers and, and Hershey bars. But uh, all good. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, no question. I had to get the candy last night. Uh, couldn't help but notice a little bit of an increase in the price points. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, why not? I mean, you know, everything is skyrocketing, right? But uh, I did notice a couple of bags on the shelf with less candy in those bags. So I guess nothing is immune regarding the state of uh, inflation these days, sir. No, I, I know, and I think it's uh, you hear it all over the place, and it it creeps into everything. So uh, you know, the I think the talking points are are you know, gas prices and things like that. But um, whether it's the the quantity of the product you get for the price or the increase in the price, um, you know, companies that are selling product are are in a position to have to still make their product their product attractive. And it's, it's not easy when, when prices are going up. So definitely a challenging time right now. We haven't seen this in, in, in a long time. Um, and it's, it's complicated and it's a little fragile right now. Oh, no question. And soon uh, we'll be shopping for those turkeys. And even those turkeys are going to be you know, facing some elevated prices. We'll get into that uh, later as well. Give me a quick hit because... You know, you're such a big Met and Giant fan, and the Jets are doing great this year. Although I was so disappointed yesterday. I watched a lot of that game uh, with the Patriots. And after last year, you know, you remember the Pats just ran up that score on the Jets, 54-13. I thought they would come back with a vengeance. But Zach Wilson did not look that great. But uh, the Jets are having a pretty good season, though, 5-3. and three. We'll take that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing yesterday. It was one of those games where – uh, I think they gave it away. You know, the, the, the first half, they should have been up 17-3. Uh, that, I mean, to me, the, I know he didn't play that well, but the play of the game was that rough Matasser uh, when, when the Jets returned to pick six. That was that was a factor. The game would have been done. But uh, that, and I haven't thought since uh, the Mets faded away. <laughs> uh, yeah. How disappointing is that? That was, uh, that was disappointing. So, that's not looking good. Yankees struggled. The, at least the, the Giants and the Jets having a good season. Uh, I, I like the Giants still. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of potential there. I'm not sold on the Jets. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, at least at least a little solace from the baseball between you and I. We get to enjoy local football for once in October into November, where we've been out of it, you know, for years past. But we've always been out of it, but. But you know what? Each uh, each is in the possibility of making the playoffs, so that that could be some fun there. So you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But it's uh, it's uh, definitely a different time, different time for you guys. Do you guys doing a great job? From what I'm reading, uh, as far as events uh, are concerned, I know you had your recent uh, outing um, on the 20th golf outing. You raised a lot of money, Rich. Talk about that for a sec. 
Yes, that was uh, yeah, it's one of the, the charitable initiatives that we had going on this year where uh, we, we partnered with Highland Harvest uh, and uh, H2M, myself, my partner, uh, Joe McCullough, were honored. Uh, and uh, actually, you know, so the event was supposed to happen earlier in the year, and it got rained out. And the charitable outing is so always you know, kind of nip and tuck on, on whether or not you're going to cancel because you don't know if you're going to get the same amount of participation when you do. But uh, I think they made a good call. The event was a great event. Uh, we raised uh, a lot of money for Island Harvest. And, I mean, you know, we're involved with so many different charitable organizations. And when you go to these events and you just you sit and you listen to the value and the good and the benefit that these organizations provide to the people on the island in need. It's um, like one is better than the next. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, I, I love the fact that we're uh, a generous community. I think that's great. And I think that we always have to keep in front of our mind, especially when we get to this time of year, uh, you know, making sure that we're all doing our part to make us a little bit better. And, and I'm just glad that, um, you know, we've been able to do our part in, in partnering with Island Harvest on that event. I'll tell you, Island Harvest is such a great uh, uh, you know organization to kind of pinpoint, especially in this day and age where people are struggling left and right. And you look, uh, you know, even you know some of the uh, organizations like Island Harvest are suffering because you know there's been so much uh, as far as people in need, and that's why these organizations are so important. But Island Harvest, Rich. Uh, you know, they've uh, been at the forefront as far as, you know, needing supplies and whatnot. So you guys did a great thing there. Yeah, it was, it was a good event, and there's still more to be done. We have um, uh, our annual H2M Turkey Drive that we do, and uh, year after year, we've been uh, setting a new, a new bar for ourselves. And I, I think what I heard was uh, our goal is to collect 600 turkeys and deliver them for Thanksgiving. Um, I think last year we, we collected a little more than 500 turkeys here. Uh, so our employees, every single one of them stepped up. Uh, they go out and either they buy turkeys themselves or they uh, talk to people in their communities or their families in order to get them to donate turkeys. And we uh, come here and line up you know, eight or nine pickup trucks and we load them up with turkeys and we, we, we drive them over to Island Harvest. That's another a great event we have coming up. Fantastic stuff. As we mentioned, the I mean, the price of a turkey. Uh, you know, people are going to notice it. They're gonna, you know, that's that's what it is. It's it's all in line with yeah. what's going on out there. No question. Uh, but uh, really, the goal for six hundred turkeys—that's quite quite a feat, without question. Also, yeah, great stuff there. Uh, also, um, talk to me about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, a lot of money raised regarding this stuff. Talk about that for a sec. Um, yeah, so we, we had a, their, their signature Long Island event is um, walking out of the darkness and they hold the walk at Jones Beach. And uh, one of my partners here uh, who has been you know, personally affected by suicide um, has taken on the mantle of leading this initiative. So you know, his day job is, um, you know, basically managing all of our, our spaces and our facilities for us here at H2M. And he adds to that, you know, the chair of uh, this 
response to fundraiser. Uh, and, you know, they, they, they've done such a nice job of engaging the community and, and making suicide uh, a topic that people are, are much more comfortable being open and, and discussing where, uh, you know, I, I think historically any element of mental health is something that was, you know, you know, kept in close quarters and, and kept more secretive. Uh, but so many people are, are dealing with elements of, of mental health that the more public you can make it, I think um, more opportunity there is to have people ask for help. So, uh, so Bianco is is, uh, is my partner who, who leads that event with the organization. I think we raised like $550,000. They, they raised the second most money in the entire country um, behind, I think, Chicago. And, uh, and I think they're still you know, bringing in some dollars, but as, as tragic of um, an issue suicide is and this organization deals with it, they're doing all sorts of great things to try to help people, uh, you know, when they kind of let them know that there's uh, opportunities for them to you know, go ahead and, and move their lives forward, maybe in a little bit of a different way. Um, so I'm, I'm super supportive of him organization what they do and you know, that event was just uh, just a couple weekends ago even last weekend it was a great event involved in so many great ways and you know the mental health uh, uh, discussion uh, continues uh, we're not doing enough I'll tell you that much but you guys are doing your part uh, to raise awareness I was reading something also talk to you about construction here what's all that about uh, construction is uh, another really cool event it's uh it's an organic uh, event that H2M is a part of where a lot of our uh, young professional staff is engaged with an organization that partners with um, organizations like Royal Island Cares and, and Island Harvest and um, companies like ours get together. We design structures that are going to be physically built out of camp. And um, the event is held at the... Um, the RSR building over in Uniondale. And, you know, what each team does is, um, you know, build these structures that are, you know, eight, nine, ten feet tall, uh, and they get judged, and there are different awards that get uh, presented. Our, uh, our structure was uh, Mario, uh, a really cool Mario structure from, uh, well, from, from Mario. And, uh, we won the Jurors, uh, the Jurors Award, which, you know, from what I'm told is, is one of the, the high awards where the, the judges, um, you know, like our, our structure the best. So but that part's great. Uh, the, I think just our structure alone uh, provides enough food for 2,000 meals. So, you know, and this is something that we've been doing ever since the conception year after year. Uh, and, and I love when our... You know, young leaders step up to take on these kind of initiatives because not only is it for our community, it's a great sense of team building here at H2M. Uh, and I, I think they did a really, really fantastic job with this. Uh, so I'm, I'm really proud of what they did. That is great stuff. Uh, 32,000 plus cans used, folks, in the sculpture of Mario from the Super Mario Brothers days. How about that? Uh, all for a great cause. You know, you mentioned the end. Um, I was reading where you guys are in the final stages, correct? 
as far as renovation is concerned here? Talk to me about that. Um, it's another, I mean, it's what I said like when we first started talking on this topic. You know, every organization uh, is, is uh, just continues to do great stuff here on, on Long Island. Uh, I've, I've been a board member of the Inn for a number of years now, and um, the Inn has um, you know, really constituted, uh, you know, starting as a soup kitchen, uh, has really been evolving over the years and adapting in a way that tries to continue to, to provide best value to the community and um, has you know, developed numbers of different initiatives and a number of years ago uh, created the Center for Transformative Change and, and what that does is um, allows people in the community who uh, you know, need fundamental support to either get social service benefits or sometimes identification uh, help them get a job, and it's really an enhancement of what the Inn uh, was originally founded for. So an opportunity came up to uh, acquire the building next door to the current Mary Brennan Inn, which is the main soup kitchen. Uh, so uh, collectively as a board, uh, we made a decision to purchase the building. Uh, so now we're in a process of uh, planning for a renovation of this uh, adjacent building so that we could expand services, uh, you know, optimize really the operation, uh, look for opportunities to centralize what we're doing as an organization. Um, so it's really an, and it's a very exciting time, I think, to the end, and it's going to set the end up for uh, really its, its decision moving forward. Uh, and, you know, what we're doing is we're helping the organization, I'm helping the organization, you know, their wheelhouse is not, um, you know, planning and, and renovating buildings, that's what we do, uh, so, you know, I'll be you know, working closely with the management team to uh, help them navigate uh, how to go about most effectively, uh, you know, planning and executing renovation of this recently acquired building, uh, so we're, we're embarking on it now, uh, probably... You know, going to be uh, you know a year to two, uh, to really get everything done. But we're utilizing space now, uh, and and you know, things are, are exciting over there. At the end. Uh, we just had uh, our annual uh, fundraiser luncheon last week at the Garden City Hotel, uh, raised more money, uh, and we're going to be moving forward with the capital campaign. We have to raise a lot of funds in order to renovate this building, uh, and I know that all the board members are very engaged in trying to do what we can in order to, to raise money and really set uh, the end on such a strong uh, course moving forward. They're doing some job all over the place, I'll tell you. Even for the, you know, you and I always have spoken about the uh, Habitat for Humanity, and I know I think it's November 5th that's coming upon us, is the day to build and uh, talk to me about that regarding a home in Huntington Station, my friend. Um, so, you know, Habitat, we've, we've obviously, as you know, we've been really engaged in Habitat for years. We've had, uh, you know, H1M uh, the partners uh, on the board uh, over the years, probably for the last several years. Uh, we've had an H2Mer on the board. Um, I know you know Joyce. Joyce just recently joined the board. Uh, so one of my partners uh, had moved himself through the process and turned his way off. So, uh, you know, Joyce is now on, and, uh, you know, 
you know, an opportunity now to do with, with again another great uh, team building opportunity where not only do we have to work together as an H2M team, but we get to uh, you know, donate our time uh, to help build a, uh, a new home for a family in need. And uh, you know, I, I've done a number of the builds. Uh, I've been there when Habitat hands the keys over to the new homeowner. I know we've talked in the past that uh, you know it's not a it's not a giveaway. Uh, the, the homeowners they roll their sleeves up and they work with the teams in helping to build uh, not only to put their own sweat equity into the house, but also uh, to understand if they have to maintain the house in the future. Now they get a little bit of experience on you know, what it's like to build a house. So uh, everything about the organization is great. I know they've you know most recently connected themselves. Um, and, and really made a combined NASA suffix, which I think was a great move for Habitat. Um, so I, I, I think that not only is um, H2M going to have opportunities to help build homes for reliant families, but I think we're also going to have the opportunity to help them grow and expand even more because it's just another place where there's so much need. Housing, uh, you know, there's tremendous need here for, for housing. So um, you know, another... Another nice feather, I think, you know, just giving us the, the opportunity to do what we can to contribute. You know, and and you guys have, like I said, you've done some job about nineteen builds for Habitat. That's how much uh, involvement in, uh, Rich's company uh, has been out there. And I'll tell you, there's not been enough emphasis, in my estimation, regarding you know a very important topic, which is affordable housing. You know, with all that we speak about inflation and everything else, and you know people are struggling right now. But uh, I know they're they're trying to make more emphasis on this. Uh, there's not been enough said, you know, Rich, as far as uh, overall across, uh, not only around the island, around the country. You know, affordable housing is is absolutely a key issue here as we come upon these elections. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, you know. So we'll keep an eye on that. We're going to take a short break, my friend. You stand by. We'll get into the the crux of it all as far as the confines of H two O and what's been going on there. Lots happening. So we are back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with uh, Mr. Richard Yeoman. He is the president and the CEO of H two M Architects and Engineers, leading firm of its kind. Am I right to say eighty nine going on ninety, or is it eighty nine in full here? It's 89 going on 90, my friend. Unbelievable. And you've been at the reins, what, 18 years now, 19 years? <laughs> yeah, so not that long. I am going into my, I'm going to be going into my 11th. I had 15, 16 there. For some reason in my head, I figured I just had a couple of years. Ago, I feels like that, Jake. Feels like that, right? Unbelievable. But yet, you guys. <laughs> And I say this all the time, you are one of the leading companies that hire, and you hire year-round, right? I mean, talk to me about that, because it's pretty good. You guys have hired a lot of people over the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, one of the reasons I'm so optimistic moving forward is going over uh, really what our, our expectations were for ourselves in the last couple of years and, and not being able to reach them has uh, you know, always been driven by the fact that if you can find the talent, you can go ahead and you can grow and you can be successful and uh, you know, you're, you're a little stagnant. And 
in, in 20 and 21, uh, we experienced that. You know, we, we grew a bit, uh, but it was very difficult to, to find talent during those couple of years. Um, we had, uh, you know, a, a lot of potential candidates who uh, you know, wanted certain conditions as part of the potential coming work for a company like ours. And, you know, frankly, the, uh, the employees, you know, really had a little bit more of a leverage and could ask for things because um, whether it was, I want to work fully remote, I want to have some other, you know, you know types of benefits, you know, we talked a lot about the, uh, you know, our, our uh, remote work flexibility policy and we give a lot of flexibility to our staff to be able to work from home when they need to and, uh, you know, create as much work-life balance for them as, as we possibly can. While we're at the same time, they're looking to be uh, effective in doing what we do. Uh, so, I, I, I think in the last uh, you know, two or three months, we've brought in maybe thirty new employees. Uh, I, I think we're up, uh, you know, probably uh, fifty or so staff this year in twenty twenty two. I've got. Um, probably 90 job postings right now, Jay, on the, on the website and all of our offices. You know, we're, we're headquartered here in, in Melville, but um, we've got uh, seven other office locations and we're hiring in all of them. Uh, so, as I know you always do, and I appreciate it when I'm on, uh, always encouraging people to you know, check out our website and go to the careers page to see uh, what we have available for people. And uh, even if you don't see exactly what you think you know, fits your experience, I would encourage people to apply anyway because um, you know, for a really diverse like, company like ours, you know, we, we figure out good ways to use talent um, and uh, we, we try to be a little unique in our perspective when we look at uh, new candidates or the opportunity to hire new candidates. Uh, so it's, I, I feel as though you know, we, we were you know, kind of low for a while uh, but we are definitely trending in a much better direction right now in terms of being successful in uh, you know, growing our own talent pool. So I'm excited about that. And you've, you've hired 84 professionals through September. That's amazing. And uh, still, you know, 80 openings on the website, the offices. You mentioned the other You have one in Pembroke, Pembroke uh, Pines, Florida, right? And Connecticut, Windsor, right? Those are the two locations? Yeah. Yeah, so our two our two newest locations are Windsor, Connecticut, and Pembroke Pines, Florida. Uh, you know, we're we're looking at the hiring all locations. Uh, a lot of opportunity, and, and really, Jay, it's it's about um, you're taking the things that you do really well here, and so looking to to leverage a lot of that experience and bring it to other places. There's a lot of opportunity for a company like ours to do more of what we do. In, geographies uh, and it's, it's part of our vision you know, growth is, is a mainstay and it's a pillar to our vision uh, and um, and we're going to continue and we're looking at um, you know continued expansion to new geographies when I go through our planning process which I'm in now for 2023 uh, I'll be likely identifying a couple new geographies where doing a good amount of work right now, but we don't necessarily have boots on the ground in the region. Uh, so there's always a, you know, a strategy that needs to be developed on, you know, when you have enough work in order to support local
yeah, that's the process I'm going through right now for next year. Stuff. And uh, you moved your your Albany location to Troy, New York, from Latham. And uh, also the city office is now on 38th Street there. So you have some open houses coming up in November on the 9th and 16th. Uh, it's good stuff. You guys are uh, in the expansion of, uh, you know, of kind of getting it done. Now, project-wise, let's let's keep us up to date. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple at you here. The Public Agency Environmental Education Resiliency Center at Hempstead uh, Lake State Park. Uh, give us a couple of details there, my friend. Yeah, I, I love this project. This was a uh, a Goza project, uh, Governor's Office of Storm Recovery Post Sandy. Uh, so we were working with the dormitory authority and uh, at Hempstead Lake State Park, what they were looking to do was um, you know, create some resiliency, which was done. Uh, so there was, you know, work done in terms of, uh, you know, flood mitigation and uh, they're looking to create some stronger uh, ecological environment and at the same time uh, design and, and build an educational center at Hempstead Lake State Park, which is um, a, uh, a sustainable building design. Uh, you know, we, we design, uh, you know, systems and components and materials uh, to, to, you know, meet certain criteria from a sustainability perspective. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm so excited about, about the project. It, it looks great. Um, I know it's, uh, it, it's, it's really been uh, well-received by those that go through Hempstead Lake State Park and you know, want to um, take a breath from uh, you know, their, their day-to-day uh, responsibilities and be able to, to walk and, and experience nature in uh, you know, the way that I think we all need to at some point. So the, I mean, the team that worked on that project really had uh, great foresight, uh, great design, and I'm really happy with the uh, with how that project came out. And if you're ever in the area, uh, go by and check it out, Jay. It's a really it's a great building. Falls, I was reading in Oceanside. Talk to me about the library over there, my friend. The library, you know, it's interesting. The library uh, marketplace is obviously changing because of how we access information today. So it's it's not about you know books and 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 the Dewey Decimal System. Some of the older people uh, does that even exist anymore? I'm not even sure. Uh, so you know now it's about you know community community spaces community benefit, and you know, we have a, a leading team here who uh, has an expertise in you know not only what the the, the current uh, expectations and demands are of a library, but also, uh, you know, what is the future going to be looking for from our community library? Uh, so, you know, we designed a new library for, for, for Oceanside, uh, working closely with the library district, uh, you know, in a partnership, you know, the, the best way for these projects to, you know, be successful is, um, you know, really good partnership between the designers and uh, and the you know the, the owners and the end users, and we've done that. We've collaborated with them. Uh, I think there was a write up in Newsday not too long ago on um, the the library and and really what it's going to be and what it's going to provide to the community. So I'm, I'm I'm excited about that, and I think there's still going to be more need here on Long Island to be able to 
you know, in a sense, reinvent and repurpose our library so that they could provide more value to the communities today and the communities tomorrow. Uh, and you know, HM has really found a nice spot in that regard, and, and I can see more from us in the future. Uh, but that, that's another really nice project. Um, the athletic field complex uh, at Farmingdale. Um, a lot of people were talking about this. You have the uh, Long Island Special Olympics spring games that took place this past spring at Farmingdale Public Schools, and you've got a great field complex based on you what you have done here. Talk to us about that for a sec. The uh, really, really nice project, and what I. I... I liked about I like a lot of things about the project. It's really a you know new aquatic center, uh, you know new state of the art fields and facilities, and you know the school district in, in partnership with the community uh, was looking to develop something that you know, not only would be used by the students but would be able to you know, be utilized by those in the Farmville community. And we've been doing the work with the Farmville School District for years. Uh, and this was a, a transformative project for them, a major investment, but you know, something that was really going to establish Farmingdale as a, a centerpiece community in terms of the type of facilities that would be available for uh, not only athletics, but for the benefit of, of the community. And, you know, to your point about Clown Special Olympics, the, uh, you know, the fact that Farmingdale is now able to utilize their facilities for you know, really you know, broader benefit for Long Island, I think is great. Uh, whether or not they saw that as um, you know, part of the opportunities, uh, I, I think that once facilities like that can be developed here and you have um, you know, a district like Farmingdale with the foresight to see that, you know, yes, it's a major capital investment now, but it's going to provide so much benefit community, I uh, give them a boatload of credit, um, you know, because sometimes those things are, are uh, you know, not the most popular if, um, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, investment by those that live in the school district, but uh, I, I, I think it, it, it came out fantastic. I think the facilities are, are A facilities, uh, state-of-the-art facilities, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really thankful that HUM has the opportunity to work with Farmingdale to help them realize uh, what they were looking for in terms of um, like their own development and, and the growth of their school district. So it's, it's all good. Really, really, really great project. Tell you, I love the Lobster Inn. Who doesn't love the Lobster Inn over there in Southampton? Um, <laughs> and the and, no, it's true. And the town itself. <laughs> You know, of uh, of uh, Southampton acquired the property, you know, to make it a municipal marina, which I think is a great idea. And you guys were hired to kind of assist in so many different ways. Talk. To, everybody loves the Lobster Inn, Rich. How did you How did you go about the you know kind of the the construction of this um, surrounding marina now? Yeah, I, I really a, a great um, a great decision by the town. Uh, you know, the Lobster Inn is. Uh, it's a landmark, and, and people know it when they're, you know, getting out into sunrise. They know where it is. And uh, the town saw an opportunity to create um, a greater destination spot uh, to highlight the lobster in, but to develop the facilities around the lobster in. 
so not only the marina, but um, uh, you know, walking paths and and um, park development, uh, you know, around the Lobster Inn were were elements of the project. And uh, you know, we've done a number of projects uh, with the town of Southampton, and uh, you know, really a, a, a great municipality to work with. And uh, you know, always looking to see what can they do in order to set themselves up future and, and you know these kind of investments um, are so important it's, I, I believe it's what the, those that live in the community are looking for uh, you know they're looking for you know more of these uh, you, know, you know passive natural opportunities so when this thing came up for us we started working with the staff to you know, help them do the planning and the, the design and development of the uh, the brain in the park around the lobster and it was a great opportunity for us and uh, I'm not pleased we had a chance to work with them on it, and I could see more of this happening where, you know, you, you identify some underutilized property around a place like the Lobster Inn and, um, you know, look to create something that's an enhancement uh, for your community. So, you know, good uh, you know, good for the people over at the town of Southampton. Good stuff. You're going to have uh, everything involved there, boardwalk, fixed beer, everything, folks. Uh, picnic area, uh, very very uh, enlightening as far as uh, the uh, the iconic uh, lobster in of uh, Southampton. Uh, while we got you, give us uh, some up to date stuff regarding the Ron Konkuma Hub and and some of the stuff maybe you know about regarding the surrounding area of the uh, relatively new Coliseum over there in Uniondale, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, so the the hub is, is, is moving, moving along. Uh, you know, next next phases are in construction. If if you've uh, been over there, it's just amazing. Uh, with what's happening there, is still a lot, a lot to go. But um, uh, I, I was at a uh, an event last week where uh, uh, Jim Coughlin was being honored, and just talking to him a bit, and it, it's amazing how. Um, you know, you know, even after all this time, you know, the, the understanding that there's still a ways to go and commitment and, and um, fortitude that uh, you know, some of our leading developers like Tritech have to, you know, make sure that when, you know, all that is said and done, but the, the community that's being created around the train station is going to be uh, not only a, a, a first of its kind, but uh, you know one that is really transforming Long Island as, as a region. And to me, that you know when, when you when you recognize the frustrations that we've had over a lot of years with the inability to um, utilize the airport in um, a broader way in order to uh, help us build as a region. This is this is what it needs. When you uh, you know create an environment around an asset like the airport, uh, you know the airport is going to elevate as developments around Ronkonkoma Hub continues to grow. So the work that TriTech is doing is great. Uh, and my understanding is that um, the south side of the track, the uh, the development that's being planned uh, by the county is is moving forward, and I I think that there are some uh, you know, positive uh, happening there now that are going to 
really drivers for uh, the 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 development to create some momentum for the development. So I, I think there's good stuff happening there, and um, you know, same thing with what's happening in, in Nassau. Um, the you know the developer there and the county executive are looking to continue to uh, develop the property there and, and move their planning forward. So I think that's positive. Also, you know the you know, the fact that these things never move as quickly as you would like them to is fact, and, and that's really how things are. And, and uh, I would develop this here on Long Island. They understand that, and uh, I give them a vote of credit for doing the things they need to do in order to recognize. Uh, hurdles and obstacles and to address them in a way that uh, allows them to successfully move their projects forward because uh, we need them. I mean, we, status quo is, as you know, you and I have been talking for years, it's just, it's not a plan. Um, we need to keep growing and, and evolving as a region and uh, a lot of our developers really help us achieve that. So, uh, you know, good for them and good for us. No question about it. And why don't we culminate this hour as far as the update on the all-important HIA, the Hop Hog Industrial Association. Uh, many an event has uh, taken place, obviously. The May event over in Brentwood, huge ex- uh, success. The awards uh, that were given out a couple of months ago, Rich, as well, went really well. It seems the stabilization... Uh, through tough times, uh, the HIA has really come through in, in such a major way. Give us a little bit of an update as far as uh, some of the participants within the confines of HIA. How are we doing there? Um, the organization is, is strong. Uh, we, we just had a, uh, our October board meeting last week, which, which was great. And um, the organization is, is fiscally stable uh, a lot of opportunity continued uh, you know value to its membership uh, continuing to be a strong you know voice for our region uh, for the business community for economic development uh, you know you know Terry really well and she's a strong leader and and I, I give her a lot of credit for continuing to shepherd the organization so it's through a really difficult time and you know, our goal as we move into next year is to uh, you know, look at 2020 and 2021 and the beginning of 2022 as uh, a hiccup but get us back to uh, you know, what our momentum was in 2019 going into 2020 because it was strong you know the, the, the fact that uh, there's still a, a nice demand for industrial space there are a lot of companies that I know call our organization in order to get some insights into uh, you know, things that are available for them in the innovation part. So we are continuing to be at the hub of that uh, and making sure that a lot of the smaller businesses that are in the park that continue to need support, that the organization is there to support them, to try to create opportunities for them to uh, you know, first continue to survive, uh, continue to be sustainable, and then look for opportunities to grow. And you know, as long as we continue to commit to industries like manufacturing, I think that's going to be uh, you know really beneficial to the innovation park and, and what the uh, potential is there. So 
So you know, the organization's strong. Uh, I'm looking forward to bigger and better things from the organization going into 2023. And uh, I think we're poised to you know, really be a, a driver for uh, not only what's happening in the innovation park, but supporting economic development across Long Island. You referred to the lovely Terry Les Maselli as a strong leader. You're one in yourself as well, my friend. Keep up the uh, phenomenal work uh, that you're doing. Uh, all of the charitable work as well. Uh, I'll tell you, and you've done so much, you know, I'm being reminded of, you know, regarding the town of Islip, the airports, the airport, uh, the Midway Crossing Project, uh, you know, the commitment that you and the great supervisor, Angie Carpenter, have had to Islip. Uh, I mean, it, it, unbelievable. You know, helping them with the, regarding the survey and everything else. That I'm being reminded about. You've done a nice job working uh, and coinciding with a great supervisor over there. You know, it's it's great. You know, we we know, we know that uh, the partnership with uh, with government is critical, and I, I think on Long Island we're fortunate. I think it, you know if you go municipality to municipality, uh, the leadership recognizes not only the need but the value of um, of economic development and and you know, Andy for sure is one of them and uh, you know they they all understand that as as shepherds of their own you know towns and villages and, and counties that uh, they've got to engage with the, you know, the development community in order to uh, allow their own communities to thrive uh, and as a region it, it's been years that uh, the government has recognize their the, the importance of their role in this and um, so it's it, to me you know all, all the all the pieces are in place it's really just a matter of us making sure to move these things forward and uh, you know it's, it's a lot of work a lot of effort and some take time um, but we have to take them in a done a great job continue the great work my friend and uh, we'll talk to you as we get into November anything you need you know we're here for you 